Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Tap In with Taco podcast. I'm your host, Takato Watanabe. The goal of this podcast is closing the gap between the end of your military career to the start of your civilian career. This is an exciting episode, also I'll be bringing on my first guest, Nick, who is a management consultant at one of the top consulting firms. We'll talk about his journey from the Air Force to consulting, what skills that transited over from the military, and some lessons learned. Hope you guys enjoy. So this is episode two of the Tap In With Taco podcast. Today I have Nick with me, who is a management consultant who I used to work with closely. Um, Nick, I'll let you tell the people a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Taco. So as Taco said, my name is Nick. Um, I had served four years in the United States Air Force active duty, uh, followed by a couple years of being an Army contractor in um spent quite a bit of my time overseas uh, and went through the whole transition process, kind of isolated on my own, <clears throat> jumping around from state to state, uh, trying to figure out what benefits I had uh, along the way uh, and ended out in uh, Seattle, Washington, where I graduated at the uh, University of Washington with uh, an industrial engineering degree. And as uh, Taco alluded, um, <laughs> ended up in management consulting, uh, where uh, I currently stay uh, for the past uh, three and a half years. Were you still active duty when you were going to UW? <laughs> no, um, definitely not active duty. My path to the University of Washington was uh, probably the path of most resistance. Like I had no clue kind of what I wanted to do when I got out of the military. So um, I was far removed from active duty. I would say about five to six years uh, okay i was attending UW. how did you pick engineering as your major what made you want to go to that route uh, a process of trial and error to be quite honest um so i had to go through the associate's degree path um after the military and the contracting work uh, because i didn't really have I, I didn't pay attention um, much in high school. Uh, and I honestly don't even think I remember doing a homework assignment my entire time in high school. So uh, that resulted in me not having good grades and really kind of restarting uh, my educational uh, journey once I got out of the military. So um, it, it was just kind of me taking courses, like starting over from math, foundational math, like, and then English and physics and being like, okay, I kind of like this. I, I don't really like this. Uh, I, I did like math, uh, surprisingly, because I was horrible at that as, like, when I was uh, younger. Uh, but I was like, math is pretty cool. You know, physics is pretty neat. Um, I can't really see myself majoring in physics or going this path. So it kind of funneled me into engineering. And then once you get funneled into engineering, you got the same kind of sub-process again of being like, holy crap, there's all these different engineering disciplines. There's electrical, mechanical, civil, like, and me being the generalist that I am, I decided on the most broad engineering uh, discipline possible, which is, uh, in my opinion, uh, industrial engineering. So it, I would say it was probably a one to two year process of me just doing, doing, taking courses at, uh, 
at uh, community colleges, um, and then persisting that even when I got into UW, I was still uncertain. And then just doing a bunch of research, like going onto their website, figuring out like what's the value prop for this discipline, what types of careers exist after this discipline once you graduate with it, you know what what am I going to get out of taking this versus this? Um, so it was a process of trial and error. So when you were looking at careers, did consulting pop up as one of the things that kind of piqued your interest, or how did you pick consulting as an engineer? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you a, a very quick story. So the professor's sitting up there and he's like, who wants to be this or who wants to work here? And then eventually he got to the question and uh, who wants to be a consultant? And I think 90% of the room raised their hand. And he's like, can anybody tell me what a consultant does? And nobody, everyone was just like, no idea. Like someone gave like their best guess. <laughs> it's just like this thing that, again, I think it kind of goes back to being the generalists. Like, I think consultants do a bunch of different stuff. And me being me, I'm just like, I'm kind of scared and specializing from the get-go. And I feel that if I specialize, I'm kind of um, inhibiting myself from experiencing other things. So I just had this thing for some reason. I don't know where it implanted itself along uh, the process, which was like, Hey, consulting is probably good. Good start to your career. You'll get to get your feet wet in a bunch of different areas. You should be a consultant. Um, you know, consulting seemed to fit that general kind of do a bunch of stuff and learn a bunch of stuff, learn a, a, a little about a lot in a short period of time. So, for those in the military who are interested in consulting, what are some things that people do now that could translate? So from an educational perspective, I, I think it's a general statement, but you could get really any degree, like in consulting. I have I think an anthropology it, degree. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you don't have to go to school and get a BA or get your MBA to be a consultant. You don't have to be an engineer to be a consultant. Like, uh, I mean, like you just said, you have anthropology. I have engineering. We've worked side by side with people with art degrees and English degrees. I think the point is... Um, you just need to be good at what you're doing and show that you can learn along the way. The, the, the concept of learning is, is the key to being in consulting. That's what consulting is. It's the ability to understand your disposition amongst the, this entire you know, business ecosystem, figure out what the problem is, try to figure out some type of solution and, and, and put it into action. Um, so that's why I think from an educational standpoint, like figure out what you think best fits your your desire for a career um, and figure out what are the pros and cons um, and, and then just apply the hell out of it. Like do, do your best and show that you know how to learn and be the best in that particular discipline. Um, so from educational perspective, I think that's how I would align it to consulting. So from a, a military perspective, no, you're good, you're you kind of have to be somewhat in a, consultative um, mindset while you're in the military because yes you have your MOS or your specialization what you're doing but you're going to be doing a bunch of other stuff as well and you can have kind of a melting pot of, of of trainings and a melting pot of skill sets that you learn along the way and that idea it kind of can be molded and, and put into a consulting mindset like example you know uh, 
I, I worked on a flight line and then you'd have to go train on a weapon and then you'd have to go take all these different certification courses and you just kind of need to generalize across the board and be good at a bunch of different things. Again, you need to demonstrate your ability to learn. So it's, it's probably a bit of a reach to, to say that, you know, being in the army or being in the military or is like being a consultant, but there are definitely skill sets along the way. One of which being able to adapt, being able to learn quickly, those are going to be the skill sets that will be uh, most applicable uh, to like a consulting and even like in, in college. Um, can you elaborate on the types of consulting? Um, you can be uh, a technology consultant, which would focus on, you know, doing development work more so than actually providing any type of strategic input. You could be a strategy consultant, which is more so at the business level and understanding the issues and the ways that you could fill those gaps. Uh, you would never touch a, a line of code in your life. You could be change management, understanding all the things that are changing within the business uh, and understanding what those impacts would be across the business and how those risks could impact achieving particular business outcomes. So what I'm getting to is that being a consultant is going to it is kind of get your feet wet everywhere, but um, it's a kind of craft your own journey, um, at least from my from what this organization has allowed me to do. It's like figure out, you know, go with staff, work on a project, um, and when you're working on that project, you know, obviously you're going to want to bring client value, but kind of absorb things that you didn't like or you liked so you can now say okay next project i'm not going to do change management not for me um i'm going to look for something more technical for all the people getting out of the military they've been in at least two to four years and some for 20 plus years it's going to be a big change of scenery um in consulting you might be changing projects on a regular basis but has anything you've done in the past help you learn to ramp up and learn quickly about what you're doing? I would say the most time and not connecting the dots between consulting and military. Um, it, it's stressful. There's no way to kind of get behind that. It, uh, it not being stressful, uh, switching project to project. Imagine starting a new job, um, depending on the frequency, every few weeks or every few months um, in onboarding with extremely accelerated uh, timeframes, like having to learn the business, learn what the, what you're trying to uh, accomplish, and then learn your team, how they work, and the tools, not to mention all of the tools and systems you need to get ramped up to. I would relate it to, um, in the military, PCSing is probably the most relatable. I don't, I don't want to scare people away from consulting, but I mean, that that is pretty true as far as like changing projects. You're, you're like on a brand new team and... I mean, at least you have some, some, for the most part, you'll have like some additional people within your firm, but then you're having to relearn faces, relearn names the entire time. So it can be pretty hectic, but if you've PCS many times, it's it's probably just another, um, you know, it feels like the same thing. It's pretty routine at that point. Yeah. And I, I don't think it, it shouldn't scare people either because um, I think it's a skill set that kind of goes unnoticed while you're in consulting is the, the ability okay. to constantly change and rapidly change and, and onboard and upload all of this information so quickly. And I'm taking this from other people's experiences where they're like, yeah, I, I went from consulting to industry. And, and by that, I mean, you went from a consulting role to working at like 
a Microsoft, for example. That's what I mean by industry, like a corporation, not consulting. Uh, so if you go from uh, consulting to industry, they're like, yeah, it's like they're giving me like three to four weeks to like learn all this stuff. It's like that doesn't exist in consulting. You're like day one, you need to know what's happening and you need to do your own due diligence uh, until you're at a level confident enough to speak with specialists at the industry because now you're a consultant there. So it's definitely a skill set you learn along the way to like move like at all engines firing, like you're going um, and you're going quick. If you were to do this all over again, what would you, what's maybe one or two things you do differently and why would you do that differently? I don't know if this is a loaded question or not, but um, yeah, I mean, what, what would you do differently to, to make it easier for you? Yeah. Um, I think we covered most of it here, which is I, I would have put a lot more time and effort into transitioning. And I, I like I took a course here and there while I was still in, um, but I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. I was just more so concerned with getting out of the military. And that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be I'm going to transition out of the military. And to transition, you need to have something to transition to. So right. start early. Um, that's one thing. The other things, and I don't know if these existed at the time, maybe I just didn't, uh, understand how to access these resources enough, but there are a lot of platforms out there that exist. Um, and I, I like to think that they exist because of the time frame of us being in the military. There were, there was a lack of, uh, ability to gain access to this information and some of those guys turned it into businesses. Um, one, I, I don't know if we could give shout outs here or not, but 4Block is a great example of a platform to help um, active duty uh, veterans, spouses transition, it's career transition readiness, so transition into a new career. They, they give you the platform to, um, one, educate you, and then two, get you introduced to businesses and even get your foot in the door with some of those businesses. Like, you know, we've done mock interviews for the with through four block for their, their cohorts. And I know that some of those mock interviews, you know, end up turning into real jobs. So those types of platforms utilize them to the best of your ability. Uh, the USO is another valuable resource, um, both from, uh, while you're in, um, uh, the services they provide for active duty military, but they also have some kind of pillar of career transition readiness. Um, there are, there are probably other, organizations that are more local um, and less kind of spread across the country, but look up veteran organizations. Um, having that support network when you get out of the military is invaluable. Um, when you have just one other person, you know, if it's just you and me, we could ping ideas off of each other and figure out, hey, I want to do this. What do you think? But if you have the network effect, if you have like a hundred of these guys and you have all these communications tangled in between everybody, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a good idea of, you know, the path I'm on is, it's a little, you know, it's a little wobbly. Maybe I want to do something a little different. So access the networks, access the resources that are available to help veterans transition. This is starting to get more specific into the actual like career transition, but put time and effort into writing a resume, get support writing a resume and interview prep. Uh, those two things will definitely help you along the way uh, in transitioning. And that's definitely like two to three steps down the path of, you know, after school, 
how do you get into a career? Dude, that's funny you mentioned that because that's actually something I was thinking about doing is like, you know how we did the ER employee readiness workshops and stuff with the USO, like yeah. do our own version of it, especially because now with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like just doing like a virtual version over Zoom, kind of cover what we covered during our and then like yeah. do some kind of cool stuff about that. Anyways, I think it's valuable. Um, and it, it, it was definitely something I always looked into. Um, like while I was in school, I was like, man, if I could ever come back in, you know, at a community college or even at a university and just speak to a veteran network at that university to help them be like, hey, these are the things to look out for. Um, these are the things you should be accessing. Did you know you could like? This is this. I probably sounds like ignorant saying this, but did you know that you could get like FAFSA and uh, in addition to your benefits? Like that was one thing I had no clue about. Like two years into into school, which is probably something I could have called out here. But it's like, did you know all these benefits exist? Um, So here are the red flags. Here are the things you should be looking for. I think that'd be extremely valuable. Dude, I didn't even know that you get half off tuition at UW until my junior year. I I could have saved so much money, but I didn't because I didn't even take the time to look for those resources and like ask those questions. And then I was like, dude, I could have saved like money just from looking into that and seeing like what I can save myself on. So those those are valuable. It's wild because I was going to school in Man- I started in Manhattan um, because I'm originally from New York. So I went to school at Borough Manhattan Community College and I was like three quarters deep in, in this place and still looking to transition. Like, where am I going to go? I still have a year left until I can transition out with all the credits I need. And I was talking to, they had a veteran advisor there and he was just like, Hey, you should apply for FAFSA. I'm like, why would I get financial aid? Like I, I can't get financial aid. I, I'm getting all of these veteran benefits. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, that doesn't count. That's non-taxable income. Those are benefits that are given to you for the military. So basically, you know, like at that point, it's like you have no income. So you're filing for financial aid. That concept alone was able to, that allows you to focus on school. Yep. So, so do your research, do your due diligence, get that free money or any kind of assistance to make it less stressful. Cool. So last thing, like if, if people want to reach out to you, if they have questions, how can they connect with you? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way. Okay. Uh, Nicholas DeFolvio, I'll send you a link. You can link it out to that. But um, if you type in DeFolvio, D-I-F-U-L-V-I-O, I'm pretty sure I will pop up in LinkedIn. Um, I don't think there are, are many of us on there. Send me a message. Um, I don't look at it every day, but um, I'll try to check it once per week. Dope. Okay, well, thanks, Nick. Appreciate your time, man. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nick and can take away a couple things for your own journey. Uh, You got a glimpse into consulting and what kind of path you can take to get there. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit that follow button if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram at tapinwithtacopodcast. If there's a topic you want me to cover, feel free to send me that way. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Will, who was able to find a role within a week during his transition. So make sure you tune in. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. Like my first name, Phil. Well-